just grab them in the brisket. Do you want to wait a couple minutes while uh, Christian rolls out of here? His... Absolutely. Awesome. I, mean, I don't know if you can hear the... Yeah, I can oh, hear yeah, you can hear it. I just wasn't thinking about it. <laughs> you can hear it louder than shit. Be quiet, Christian. Yeah. Get louder tailpipes. I'm going to put a muffler in <laughs> a whole system where it's like factory. You can't hear it. Well, what's going on in my car? Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> that was a little loud, so we take care of that for you. Thought you were saying put a banana in his tailpipe. <laughs> what movie is that? I don't know. It sounds ginky. Come on, guys. Come on. Anybody? Beverly Hillbillies. Beverly Hillbillies. No, no. Beverly, Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Beverly no. Hills Ninja. Beverly Hills Ninja. Three ninjas. Sidekick. The one with Eddie Murphy. Tailspin. Yeah. Beverly Hills Cop. Cop. Yes. Beverly Hills Ninja is the one with Chris Farley. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, John, you had a uh, um, you were mentioning something about a funny story with yeah, your yeah, ex. Yeah. I don't know if it's funny. I kind of felt bad after. Anyways, so I'm with the wife and our XM radio. Hers isn't working. I'm like, oh, mine's not working. She's like, well, we need to call in and update. You know, or renew our our yearly whatever it is subscription. So I call in when she's driving and get it all updated. I'm like, okay, so this is going to work in my truck too, right? Like you've, you've turned them both back on. They're like, yeah, absolutely. I was like, okay. And so, you know, we go along down the road. I'm telling Vinny, you know, last year I did this and my truck didn't ever come on. Like I spent basically the whole year with no XM radio, but really I think I didn't have them do mine that year. Like I, I was just bitching about it. Yeah. Bitch about it. I told her, Hey, if this doesn't work in my truck, somebody's going to hear about it, which you guys know me. I don't really let anybody hear about anything. Right. I'm not right. a complainer. I'm not really going <laughs> to, Go off on anybody? I'm not uh, whatever that is. You know, I hear you. You're, yeah. not, you're not you're a an pacifist. Asshole. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't need the drama. People can walk all over you. You're not going to say anything. Um, <laughs> well, that might be a bit. I think you're probably right. You're probably oh, okay, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so needless to say, the next day I get in my truck and I turn my radio on and there's nothing coming out. Mm. And I'm like, these mother humpers. So I call them up on my uh, on the speakerphone and I'm you know furiously going through the dial and it's not working but it looks like it's like trying to pick up something it's not like it normally is but i'm like you know doing the little automated push this button to talk to this push this and i'm you know it's just making me more more frustrated finally i get on the phone with someone I'm like look i called and updated uh, our subscription my truck you guys said it would work it's not working and i'm just i'm not letting them have it but i'm definitely treating them like shit right right you're being rude and they're like well sir it seems like They've tried to uh, turn it on, like they're they're sending the signal, but it's not your truck's not picking up a signal for some reason. We're going to send you to technical support. And right when they say it, I look over and realize my antenna got ripped off my truck about a month ago, <laughs> and it's sitting next to me in the truck. I'm like, I'll call you back. Click. Mm. <laughs> I felt like a dick. Yeah, that's great. When you yell at somebody, you realize I never do that. I never <laughs> complain about shit. I don't send food back, and the one time I do, it's like God telling me, don't do that. You know they're going to send you a technical support, and that that that, that poor that that poor guy is going to get a hold of you, and, and he's going through that manual and he's flipping. Okay, this yes no. Did you this, did you plug it in? Get to <laughs> exactly. Is there an antenna on your? Do car? you have an antenna, sir? Uh, yeah, it's sitting it, right that's next to me. That, that's it. Thank yeah. you, sir. Appreciate it. That's. Yeah, I'm holding. I'm holding my antenna. So, so what's next? I have one. Yeah, yeah I have the antenna. It's right here in my truck. <laughs> it's in my hand. All right, welcome in. Welcome back. This is the Grabbing the Brisket podcast. My name is James. I'm John. I am Alden. I'm Jan. And this is the, I guess, the first episode. Well, I don't know if it's going to be the first episode of 2020, but hey, we're excited for what this next year is going to bring us. And this is the first full episode of 2020. Okay, so by the time you hear these words coming out of your speakers or your earbuds, there would be already a mini episode already dropped. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Like a, like a point five. Yep. Yeah. So it'll be okay. uh, twenty point five. This will be episode twenty one. Can we do twenty point three quarters? We'll we see do, how long the episode is. We can do whatever you want. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I am. I'm excited. I'm. I'm. You know, uh, looking forward to see what this year is going to bring us and. Uh, all the new different topics and new stuff that we're going to discuss. And I'm really most excited about the fan interaction and be able to get uh, engaged with everybody out there. The people. The people. The people. Alden, you know what I'm about to say. What's get- up, my dudes? Yeah, exactly. Well, if you want the business, I will give you the business. 
I mean, you guys know the ropes. Twitter, at Grab the Brisket. Facebook, Instagram, both one and the same, as I always say. It is at Grab Them in the Brisket. And we get emails all the time. Like I say, we love the feedback. And if you want to do that to get a hold of us, you can email us. And that is Grab Them in the Brisket at gmail.com. Correct. Well said. I, I feel like I'm hearing email, email. We got an email. We do have an email. Do you want to get into Ooh, the you, email? We do, can do that. Do you want to get an email? You, right uh, the is there an email? There's an email. An email. Oh, I well, think there's, there's an email. Like hundreds of emails, but I narrowed it down to this one. Okay, perfect. Let's hear it. Who, who does it come from? I'm going to tell you. And where are they? Are they, are they local? Are they? He's going to tell us. Texas. They say where they're from. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll let you do it. Go ahead. Yeah. Why yeah. don't you let me uh, do sure. this and then. Okay. Okay. So this email is from Mike Pay P A P E A Y P A P A. He's P-E-A-Y. from uh, P A Y P A P E A Y P E A Y Mike. We'll call him Mike. Yeah. Michael Mike. P. Mike. Yeah. Hey. And he's with uh, Smoking Brethren. He's on um, Instagram and probably some other places. Check him out. I know he's got a website too, smokingbrethren.com or something. Okay. Anyways, this is his email. He says. We cook in KCBS comps, and for some reason, we struggle with the rib category. We cook spares, cook at 250, wrap when the color is right, and pull at between 202 and 204. I know you guys primarily don't cook KCBS, but would like your input on when you guys are pulling ribs. We aren't scoring terrible, but it's definitely our worst category. My thought is that we are on the too tender side, as we typically have to hold them in the camera for a bit before turn in. Uh, when holding ribs, would you recommend pulling them and putting them in a fresh foil or pan rather than letting them sit in the original juices of the wrap? We are currently keeping them in the same wrap and not transferring them, but have had the thought of doing that. Any input would be appreciated. I guess there's a whole bunch there, right? There's like a whole bunch of variables. We, talk, we, talk, we kind of talked about this earlier, right? But, you know, how, how are you cooking it? Are you cooking it? Are, are, you, are you storing them meat side down in your Cambro? Um, and then again, also how long are they sitting in the camera for? I mean, cause this, it can, like, it can continue to cook in that thing. So, I mean, venting it really well. I mean, there's a whole lot of options there, right? So, yeah, and I, I, we'll get a couple more emails going back and forth between uh, us and Mike, but yeah, that, my first thought would be, okay, Mike, are, are you, when you're cooking the ribs, are you cooking them face down or face up? And then when you're pulling them. Are you venting them? And if you're venting them, how long are you venting them? Because if you're not venting the ribs long enough, once you wrap it up, you're going to have all that juice in there, and it's just going to continue to steam and continue to cook those ribs. Um, and, and if you're trying to hold those for another hour or so, I mean, I can only imagine that it's it's probably going to be a little bit overcooked. I mean, it's probably going to – for us in the IBCA, we cook a little bit different than what the KCBS is. I mean – we tend to cook our ribs a little bit longer and it's a little bit more fall off the bone because the, the judging and we probably have, maybe have to do a little more research as far as how the, the KCBS does their judging. Right. Yeah. I think that, I think with KCBS, they don't have as many judges in the first round. So everybody I think gets their own rib. Mm -hmm. So like in ours, like you said, they have to use a knife and a fork and, and cut them. And if it's, even a little bit stick to the bone, yeah, they're going to say, oh, this shit's too tough. Yeah, if you can't pull that, that rib meat off uh, with a plastic fork, then, then the judges right, are like, so we have to this is it. not done. Yeah, that's correct. I, I want to say, KC, haven't we done a KCBS barbecue before? I don't think we have. Mm -mm. I thought we were going to do one. Yeah, We may have one coming up. But yeah. yeah, so for them, I would say, like James said, whether you're cooking it meat side up or meat side down, when you're venting it, and when you're resting it, I would say put it meat side up so the meat's not in the juices. And yep. let it vent long enough to where that temperature stabilizes before you go sticking it in a cambro. But it sounds like maybe the most important thing is get your times down to where when you're pulling it, it's only going to be resting for maybe 30 minutes or so. You're not going to mm -hmm. have it sitting in the cambro for an hour, hour and a half, two hours. Because even if it doesn't get too overcooked, it's going to affect the, the consistency of the meat. It's going to gonna mess with it yeah also like even sometimes taking them out like and we have rested before in a camera or whatever so we're not saying that but uh taking it out and then throwing them back on a pit and adding adding a glaze to it or something sometimes it'll kind of help firm up what you're doing absolutely um that's kind of an idea there and then uh, probably the other thing that in, in which I, I don't know if you're getting feedback 
or not saying, hey, these are too tender, or there was a list or a scoring system where you're able to see you came came in that way. But something people really think about, it's always hard to make a change in your barbecue process. If you're scoring middle of the pack, I mean, prime example, we had a buddy, his name was, uh, I, I thought it was now, Chad, Chad Harris. He was uh, in the middle of a barbecue cook-off, and he was just always in the top five. Couldn't get past the hump, right? Couldn't get past the hump. Somebody walked over and asked him, so what are you using? What's your rubs? He was like, man, he really kind of reluctantly said, this is what I'm using. And uh, the guy said, hey, you don't you don't use any garlic powder at all? He said, no, I never use garlic powder. Next cook-off, that's <laughs> the only thing he tweaked first place. And from that point on, he just slayed it. So to me, I, you never know, right? It could be one small thing that you're trying. And, I, you know, of course, you want to look at the, at the piece of meat. Is it too tender? That definitely could be it right there, mm-hmm. or it could be it could be a seasoning, it could be a sauce, it could be uh, the going back onto the pit and, and allowing everything to kind of uh, firm back up and and, and caramelize uh, right before you you slice. So there's a whole lot of variables there, but hopefully we'll be able to email you back or email us and kind of give us what what you're thinking, and then maybe we can kind of help you narrow help you narrow it down a little bit. Right, and I know they do get some kind of scorecard in the KCBS, so. If you guys want to, or if you want to send us like a picture of your scorecard, I'd love to see like what the judges are what, saying. What that looks like. Yeah. Oh yeah. What, what all the categories are. Also, yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. If the judges is, if they're taking the, the rib bone and they're biting it and then a lot of the meat is coming off with it. Uh, I mean, if that's the case, then okay. Yeah. For that instance. Yeah. Maybe it might be a little bit overcooked. So you might have to adjust your, your time scales. Cause I mean, we, we do ribs. I mean, I think we probably plan like, four hours to do ribs and so then that's cooking anywhere from like 250 to 275 but that we kind of have that window there's days where that stuff turns in i mean it it, it finishes 30 minutes prior than what we really uh, had planned for and then we had allowed ourselves or allotted ourselves another 30 minutes for resting right reglazing cutting all that good stuff so when it finishes early, then man, that just throws everything off. So, I mean, I, I can fully understand. And, uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, how, and, and I, that's just, just the biggest, I guess, issue with competition barbecue. How can you adjust on the fly to um, what has been, you know, presented to you? Yeah, and you're thinking what usually works for you. And, and like you say, a wrench gets thrown in. You're like, well, shit, what do I do now? You know, and, you know, not saying that he's going through that, but he may be. Right. You know? It sounds like he's not scoring horrible. He's just not, like you said, he's not getting over that hump. Sure. But like, Cambro's not the problem. We love Cambro. Cambro. We do love Cambro. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. I think what Jan is saying is maybe you need to add a little garlic to your rub. That'll, that'll fix everything. Hey, just garlic, garlic fixes everything. That's right. No, I, I think it was a big lesson learned for me once, once you kind of noticed that. And we, we all fight with ourselves and then we, internally when we're doing barbecue, competition barbecue cookoffs, right? And you're always wondering, and I can't tell you how many times I've said, Screw it. We're not. Something's wrong. Our, our rub's not hitting. Maybe we need to start retweaking right. it start or over. whatever. Start over. And then, sure enough, we pop a second or pop a first and, you know, in some crazy huge cook-off or the, you know, 170 teams. And then I'm like, why am I so crazy, you know? We're so, not changing you know, anything. That's right. You can, you've, you've got to grow and you, you, you always will change something a little mm. bit here. You tweak a time. You tweak something. But um, sometimes just stay the course, right? So... Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Mike, uh, send us a little more information um, on how you're cooking it, and we'll we'll discuss it, you know, privately via email, you know, and not really, you know, put all your business out there. Yeah, we don't give your secrets away. Don't yeah, worry. yeah, we, we sure. won't do that. I'd be curious to know is you know to what kind of cut of his spare ribs that he's using as well, you know, because we're primarily you know St. Louis cut. So yeah, he's yeah I, he doesn't try, right. but I assume he's, he's probably he's probably trimming them down to he's probably trimming them to St. Louis cut. Maybe. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what's, don't know what's a requirement in KCBS, so I have to look into that again. Yeah, they, yeah. they may not allow you to trim them down. Whatever. So I don't know if that's a Texas thing. That no, might... I'm pretty sure they do. I'm pretty sure they trim them down, but I don't know. Yeah. Like I don't know what the rules are as far as can they turn in any kind of pork rib or yeah, like are some people doing baby rib. bags? No, or... it's got to be a spare rib. Okay, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, Mike, we definitely appreciate the feedback and we appreciate the email. Um, keep it up. Word. So now we're going into the new year. Um, we've had uh, the New Year's Eve celebrations, and we've had the New Year Day 
cabbage, black eyed peas. Got to watch a bunch of football. I mean, um, there was there was a lot of football. There was a lot of football. There were some good games. There was not some not so good games, but uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if uh, y'all's teams were <clears throat> in it to uh, to win it. I mean, I know my all my teams were out. So, um, but I do have in kind of a little game for you guys, um, little little interaction with you guys, and it's all on bowl names. Can you tell? If a bull name is real or fake, bull as in bull, riding bull. a bull, bull, a oh, bull, bull games, bull games, got it, bull, college, college football, full. You know, I, this is actually really good, James. Uh, I, I definitely want to play this because I think there's some crazy ones out there. There's there's quite a few that I mean, and I was reading earlier like the most outrageous bull names. I'm like, holy crap! And you get all these <laughs> sponsors involved, and you know, it just it gets kind of sideways <laughs> and kind of crazy, but so. I got a list, so I was going to throw it to you guys. You tell me, real or fake. You know I'm good at this game, right? I know. Yeah, Alden's the best. Uh-huh. Today. Today. <laughs> First one on the list. We got the DraftKings Atlantic City Bowl. Obviously, that has to be real. I'm going to say that's fake. I, I don't think they would have a gambling. I don't think DraftKings would be able yeah, to do Yeah, I don't that. think they'd have a gambling that. thing sponsoring a bowl game. That is fake. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're awesome at this, Elton. <laughs> I was like, I'm the best. <laughs> All right, number two on the list. Bad Boy Mower Gasparilla Bowl. Say it again. Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. That's fake. That's so awful it's true. I don't think they could have enough money to sponsor a bowl. No, that's like I've a division Division them. six, uh, only in Oklahoma Bowl or something. Yeah. No, we're just talking about the – how many bowl games are there? There's 16? a lot of bowls. Yeah. Go ahead. What is it, James? Israel. Oh, God. Bless yeah. America. Thank you. What's wrong with that's America? That's two for John. Right. We got the Applebee's Eating Good in the Neighborhood Bowl. No, the Applebee's Bowl is, is real. I think that's real. I'm, I'm going to say real, too. That's fake. See? God, I told you guys. I, Damn it. Man. I'm still winning. Okay, you are. You're one of restaurants fake too. All right, uh, we have the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. That's real. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's real too. Do they play that one in Boise? I don't know. I'm gonna say real. It is real. Boom. Cheez Its Bowl. Sounds like it could be real. I don't know. Fake. I've never heard of the Cheez Its Bowl. I feel like I should keep picking the same as Jan so that I always stay ahead. One. I'm gonna say fake as well. <laughs> it's real. I should have said real. Tell both the other real. We got okay. the okay. This is the Chipotle burrito bowl. That's fake. There ain't no that damn way. Fake. That's uh, something you can order at the restaurant, but it is not real. Fake. It is fake. The South Central Louisiana Bourbon Bowl. That is from uh, the Water Boy. That's, that's real. That's from the Water Boy. So I'm gonna say unless they made it real, I don't know. I think I'm still saying it's fake. It is fake. God okay. damn. <laughs> Shit, we're tied. <laughs> We have the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. There that's is a real. holiday bowl. That's real, yeah. Yeah. I just don't remember where it was that. Was it in California? If that yes. is real. Okay, yeah. There, okay. So we have the Money Mutual Hanukkah Bowl. Fake. I'm saying fake. There's no way they got a Hanukkah bowl. <laughs> no way. I would say fake. You hear there was Money Mutual Hanukkah? Right. That just sounds bad. That's fake. That's fake. It's fake. What about the Serve Pro First Responders Bowl? I'd probably have to say that's real. Um, I'm going to go real, too. It is real. Real it is. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. The Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. Music City Bowl is a real thing. I'll say real as well. Yep, I'm saying real. Could you stop? It is real. The Don't Mess With Texas Bowl. That's fake. That's fake. That is fake. It is. Yes. The Nintendo Super Smash Bros. Bowl. That's fake. I wish it was real, but it's fake. Yes. The Cherry Bundy Boca Raton Bowl. Cherry Bundy? Cherry Bundy Boca Raton Bowl. Boca Raton in Florida? That's real. I'm going to say real, too. I'm going to say fake. It is real. Told you. (laughs) Last but not least, we have the Kodiak Chew Alaska Bowl. It's got to be real. I'm saying fake. There's no way a Alaska tobacco company is sponsoring a, a college event. Does Alaska have a, a Division One college? No, it's no. fake. Anchorage? Okay. You can usually tell by who the sponsor is. Fake news. Yeah. So I guess we tied. 
what was the last thing we did with this? Uh, uh, well, we did rappers' names. We did the rappers' names, the fake, fake or real yeah, yeah, rapper yeah. names. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I got one more. Bowl of cereal. <laughs> the, the Tony Tiger Bowl. Mm. Frosted Flakes, they're great. No. Peanut Wait. butter, Captain Crunch, and a bowl. Golden, Worst cereal ever. Golden Crisp Bowl. Y'all, I got some Reese's Pieces in my stocking. Santa thought I was bad this year. Well, we're on ranking stuff. Let me throw this out to you. Favorite potato chip? All time? All time. If you can only grab one bag of potato chips, what would it be? I'm probably going hot Cheetos. Flaming hot? Oh, yeah. Flaming hot mm. Cheetos. Okay. All right. I feel like this this flaming hot but is that Cheeto even a, is just a fad. Yeah. And it's not a fad, but it mean, it's just only been around for... It's going to be around. It's not going anywhere. It's been around yeah. a while. That's all my kid eats. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but I... You know what? Call me old-fashioned. Oh, here we go. I'm a classics guy, right? Yeah. Give me a classic Lay's potato classic chip. Classic Lay's? It's, no ruffles, no nothing. Hey, remember the slogan? What was the slogan used to be for the Lay's potato chips? Bet you can't eat just one. Bet you can't just eat just one. And they're so true. When's the last time you put your hand inside of a bag of potato chips of Lay's, took out one chip, closed the bag up, and put it up? In fairness, I've never done that with any bag of chips. Well, there you go. So, Well, if it was I, the last one. I think it's really good. It's true. I think it's really good chip. Yeah, I, for me, that's what I'm going. With. I guess my go-to. I don't. It's not. That it's a brand. It's probably some kind of barbecue chip. But honestly, I love all chips. Mm. I don't think I have like a favorite go-to every time. I kind of like the jalapeno kettle chips. Those are good. I don't know. Those are those are good. But, but the, you did the say question potato was, chip. If you had to pick one chip, what potato would it be? Potato chip. Okay. Well, Cheetos not a potato chip, obviously. No, it's, it's a so potato chip. I do like Lay's, obviously. I like the I like Cool Ranch Doritos. I don't understand what you're doing here. You only get to pick one chip. I'm just chip. saying, you can't pick this one. It's not like. <laughs> but he said potato chip. No, which I don't know chip? If Cheetos. I don't is. pick the okay, same kind every time I go in. Which chip? Chip you said, category. Uh, you said whatever. I tell you what's eating chips right now is really aggravating me. John John is going to yeah. town on these uh, Doritos. Yeah, you guys hear crinkling in the background? <laughs> Tostitos. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey but, if I can get salsa, I pick tortilla chip. Well, that's one I was going to ask you. Speaking of Tostitos, I mean, you can't eat. I mean, I guess you can eat salsa with Lay's potato chips. Sure can, right. James. With flaming, flaming hot Doritos or mm-hmm. Cheetos. I yep. mean, it's kind of hard to scoop the salsa with the with the Cheetos. Corn but, chips. I mean, I guess so. You'd be kind of sacrificing that to, for the rest of your life. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going. I'm going corn chip. I'm going not corn chip. I'm going tortilla. Tortilla chips. Just in general? That's with or without salsa? Well, I'm going with that because when I get those, I'm going to dip it in the salsa. <laughs> okay. I got right. you. Is this an unseasoned one or a seasoned? Just how they come. Just regular old. Salted. Well, some okay. come with seasoning. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, uh, the Julio's. Yeah. I mean, those are you good. tried the Julio's out there? I mean, I mean, I don't know if that's a regional thing with us or I'm sure it's, they're probably everywhere. But, I mean, if you haven't tried the Julio's, I mean, it's pretty legit. Yeah, you can order them. Yeah. A lot of salt, but, yeah. That's, that's good probably stuff. why we like it. Beer and salt. Mm-hmm. More often than not, I pass the chips and get some Cheez-Its. Mm. I know we're going to a rabbit hole totally here. Gonna, yeah. Un- Un-American. <laughs> what the hell? Cheez-Its are all American. Did you see where, uh, I think it was like a, a plant over by wherever they're making Skittles. And then they had the dyes and all that stuff like that for the, the Skittle making process or whatever. They found uh, colonies of bees nearby. And then they were making like blue honey and like red honey, really, and different color honeys because they were they were going to this plant and they were picking that up and they were using it to make their honey. That is the coolest thing ever. That's crazy, crazy right? Yeah. Skittles honey. Yeah, Skittles should market that shit. Mm. Hey, uh, I'm sure Mark, uh, grabbing the brisket will take ten percent royalties. Thank that's you. right. Yeah, I'm sure Peta would love that. Yeah. So let's get into the ninety second beer review, guys. 92nd beer review. I feel like we can do better than that. Okay, how about it? I'm going <clears> to <throat> stick my finger in my ear and I'm going to go into the 92nd and then you guys come in with the harmonizing of beer review. All right. <laughs> and this brings us to the 92nd beer, beer review. review. I, sh- I thought we were I finishing it, it for I you. Mess it up. God damn Shit. it. Too many beers. 
Let's do it again. This brings us to the 92nd beer review. I, I think it sucks. It's horrible. <clears throat> I said, what do we have for him today? We have a, I guess you brought this little ditty to us. I feel like we should uh, maybe get outside of Texas a little bit. And when I mean get outside of Texas, I mean get outside of the country. Okay. Well, and right. so the country of Texas. The, the country of Texas. Uh, this is a, what is this, a Spotten Optimator? Is that right? Optimator? Correct. Optimator. Optimator. I would be Bach. But it's not a Bach. Get to the so, chopper. And I feel like probably it's Matt a, is listening in his car right now, and he's probably secretly judging us. Right. Well, why didn't you have me on for this, guys? <laughs> right. This actually is a Bach. This is a Doppelbach. It's a, it is a Doppelbach. 7.6% uh, alcohol by volume. That's a lot. Decent. Nice. Brewed in Munich, Germany. Of course. Since 1397. That's a long time mm. ago. I bet it was different back then. I bet it's not the same. I don't know, man. Although it did taste pretty old. Or not. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> this is good, man. They're rolling out those cakes that have been sitting around for several hundred years. <laughs> Just, what vintage do you want? Just uncovered them some archaeologist dig or something. They're like, oh, perfect. We'll bottle this up and yeah, send it. Just bottle it. Just right. say, we're good. No, I uh, I like this. Look, it looks classy, right? It looks like a classy bottle. It's see through, which I think a lot of their bottles are see through over there. Is that the, the green tint? Right, the green, green tint. bottles. Yeah. Yep. I really have nothing really bad to say about this. I don't know what the what is the two little pictures. What's her emblem right here? Do you know what that is? Sure. I don't know. I'm gonna guess it's some kind of. I thought it was like a leg lamp at first. <laughs> Like two leg it lamps. looks like two shovel heads to me, but I'm going to say it's probably like some kind of barley or something they're putting in their beer. I don't really know. I'm guessing. It, it's it's very weird. It looks like maybe some swim trunks with a tree trunk growing out from the bottom. That's no tree trunk, James. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see that. It does look like the, the Bluebell ice cream popsicles. Yes, before you break them apart. Correct. Yeah, if anybody actually knows what that's supposed to be, let us know. But yeah, it's just totally simple looking. I'm surprised Jan likes the bottle because there's nothing fancy about it. I think it's bottle. classy. It's very it's, simple. It's very classy. It's, they're not I, doing I like anything the, I like funny. the paper they're using around, around the... It looks like it's like almost like a, a foil a sticker? type. Kind of a like, foil. Yeah, foil type paper. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it. seems I like very it. classy. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Do we know what optimator means in German? No. Nope. Somebody look it up. I think it's I think it's two shovels. John John Google. Yeah, that. optimator does mean two shovels. Also, that's a rapper's name here in Houston. Oh, Two nice. shovels. Two shovels. Two shovels with that's no That's John tripping over the chair as he leaves. Good night, John. Anyways, yeah, I think it, it tastes good. When I very first saw it and smelled it, I was like, I don't know. It's pretty dark, but uh, and it's it's kind of thick, but it's good. It's 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 a German beer for it's a sure. German beer. And we'll have to do a little, this is kind of a spur of moment, so we'll have to do a little bit more research on our, I guess, styles of beer because uh, i don't i've seen optimator before mm-hmm. so when we go visit the king's beer garden they have a optimator and it, it may be the same it one it may be the same i know brand. they carry the spot spot in their spate and whatever it is so, yeah. so it's spotting and i um I'm sorry. so i i actually uh, just put optimator in and the first thing that comes up is optimator beer right so i click on it and it's a picture of the symbol that we're talking about on on, on the bottle the okay. shovels uh two leg lamps um <laughs> And it says a classic German double Bach beer, Spaden Optimator, is a bottom fermented dark beer, Doppelbach, with a deep dark color and a rich roasted malt flavor. So that's what it is. It's very, very kind of a rich, full flavored beer for sure. You can tell it's bottom fermented as well, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. as opposed to right. the top fermented. Yeah, you don't like that top fermented shit. Yeah. That's what Heineken does. You know what? Hey, those easy, those easy <laughs> that's little a Yankee beer. Yeah, those those easy little beers. Top always want to be on top. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. No, nope, nope, nope. Take no, control. No. Yeah, no. you got to work for. This is a power bottom right bottom. here. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I yeah, it's it's thick. It's Flavorful. It doesn't have a nasty aftertaste or bite. It does have uh, a smooth finish. Yeah, smooth finish. And I, my first thought was like molasses. It's not sweet, but that's what I. Maybe it's just because it's black. I thought that, but uh, blacker the berry, sweeter the juice, man. Not where I was Ooh. going with that. I meant it's a very black, dark beer. Dark beer. It is yeah. dark. Yeah, it is. So you, let's score it. You want to score it? I do. I want to score it. Anybody else want to score it? Yeah, yeah let's, let's score, score it. it. Let's do it. Let's do a score. Score. 
Um, Let me taste it again. Do you want me to go first? I'll go first. I'm going to go first. Go. You want to go first? Go. I'll go first. I'm going to give this beer a 7.6. Wow. So if you saw this in store, you're buying this. You're picking yeah, I'll a six buy it again. back up. To be fair, I, I, I feel like I've given a lot of mine over seven, which is all considered a very good beer. But yeah, it's a good beer. I'll drink it again. Uh, when I go to uh, King's Beer Garden, local restaurant that we love, have a lot of awesome beers, I'll probably order this one. Okay. Okay, I, I'll, I'm going to go next. I I actually do like the beer. Uh, the more that I think it's kind of warmed up a little bit mm-hmm. in, in the glass. I just tried it again, and it tastes a lot better than it did when it was to Ice me, cold. super cold. Yeah. Uh, they didn't drink it real cold over there, right? I don't think so, but it has definitely a better flavor. Uh, but I'm I'm not going to give it as high a score as you did because I don't know. I well, Of course, I went to King's Beer Garden. I'd be like, yeah, give me a glass of that. Mm-hmm. But could I order multiple glasses of that? The answer is no. I I'm going to go 5.4. Okay. That's still slightly above average. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. I'm right there with you, Jan. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to go probably a five and a half. Okay. Um, I mean, it, it's a good beer. I mean, I'll drink it. I mean, I, I bought a six-pack of them, so they're going to get finished. Five and a half, I mean, will I go out there and probably buy it again? Probably not. I'll probably lean towards uh, one of the other beers. But when in Rome or when in... German Germany. restaurant, I will probably order this particular beer again. Sure, why not? I kind of agree with what you said. It does taste different now that it's a little warmer. I actually liked it better when it was cold. For me, that's probably going to be 4.5. Okay, 4.5. All right. Yeah. Sorry, Spotten. Hey, I like you guys. Hey, I I drink it. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> Happy uh, New Year's. Now we have everybody here. I can say yeah, that. Happy New yeah. Year, James. Happy, New Year. happy New Year, James. Happy New Year. Happy 2020. Happy yeah. New Year. Happy 2020. Did you get? Did you get? Did you get intoxicated? Do anything dumb? I I did not do anything dumb. I mean, I probably got intoxicated, but I did not do anything stupid. Did anybody over there do anything stupid? Well, you can't nope. kiss and tell. Nope. Oh, that's uh, true. <laughs> no, that is true. Hmm. But did but anybody it, throw up in Dusty Janae's sink? The way somebody threw up in Christian and Courtney's sink. No. Uh-uh. Oh, dang it. No. Okay. That was not yeah. me. Somebody okay. did fall down. Okay. Well, yeah. that's solid. They won't name names. Do you have nope. any bruises on your legs? I do not. Okay. No. Yep. Well, Where are your yeah. bruises? <laughs> somebody thought it was a good idea to drink um, probably a a few Crawford box and maybe a, a little whiskey on top of that. Okay. So nice. Okay. It, it got uh, got pretty pretty. It got nice. real. Yeah. It got real. Okay. Real. It got real real towards the end. Good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I was schnockered too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no way he. Um, oh, he. So now we're, we're narrowing oh, it down. Hey. We're narrowing it down. Is he part we of this podcast? Narrowing it down. I feel like he might be. <laughs> well, I was going to say no way it they them James I'm, James I'm trying to search your I, word, but I can't really come with it in my head. Um, but I do want to give a special shout out to um, Dusty um, there in Lagrange, a, a huge fan of the show. His binge w- listened to every episode, and he's always like shooting emails and uh, sending us like constant feedback. So, if you guys uh, ever need to get your car washed, if you're in the Lagrange area, hey, go check that dude out. What's so, the name of his car wash? I think it's Dusty's, Dusty's hand, hand wash, hand wash, hand car okay. wash. Hand okay. Car also, yeah. uh, insurance there. company, literal insurance, Ooh, literal yeah. insurance company. Hey guys, if you That's need right. to, who I am insured with. Yeah. yeah. And we are too, as well. Right. So. Also home massages. Just give him a call. He'll come to your house and give you a massage. Yeah, Dusty's <laughs> hands on wash and wax. Yes. Uh, Cars wash your or car, people. <laughs> everything. Or he'll wax your back. <laughs> everything comes with a happy ending. That's right. Just so you know. Yeah, if you're not happy at the end, <laughs> never mind. Just give him 10 more dollars. You'll we'll be after that. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, Dusty. Yeah. <laughs> John, don't cut that. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> so let's get into the, I guess, the, the barbecue portion of this story. Yeah. Um, so I, I was trying to come up with a few ideas on what this episode would be like and, and what, what topics we can discuss. And, you know, us. I mean, we, we start an episode and we have things planned. We're going to do this and this and this and then... <laughs> An hour and a half later, we're... Yeah, we've just talked about our day. Correct, yes. So, you know, as we're jumping into the 20s, and I was going to mention, you know, uh, uh, speaking of Dusty, I was like, he, he mentioned something to me uh, last night, 
I guess he read an article and talking about when you're putting your, your address on things nowadays, like you're going, you know, January, blah, 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 20. So he, he, he mentioned like, it's probably not a good idea to just put 20. So go ahead and finish it up with the 2020. Al, you threw me off the address, the date. Did I say address date? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't put the date. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you I was a little confused like, too. I would never put the date on my January address. Street. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. So well, I'm sure somebody's probably listening right now. Is like, I listen. I'm on January Street. <laughs> right. You're Pretty saying true. you're saying put twenty twenty. Correct. Twenty twenty. Because uh, for official documents and all stuff like that, people can come back and go. They can back date. Oh, they can back date. They can get twenty. True. Twenty eighteen. Eighteen. Yep. Never thought about that. Yep. We're, we're, in the, we're in the time of that. Pro tip for you guys. Correct. Yep. I don't really ever put anything besides the full year. You know, I don't just, just put 19 on anything. I don't remember when I ever write the date on anything. I'm sorry. When do y'all... <laughs> do y'all work? <laughs> right. well, I, I like I, to, even when I'm at work, I, I don't like need to, to put date a date on, on anything. Everything. No, when I dated, I put the whole the the date whole thing. Okay, yeah, everything. You, you put the whole thing. I yeah. I abbreviate. I will, I, will I always 19. put nineteen. Yeah, I mean, I was 18, me 19, 17. I always did that. Yeah. But. Huh. I don't know. I just bring extra pretzels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Nice. Do you guys still serve the the honey mustard pretzels? Uh, not since I started there. Oh, you got them out of that bad. I don't know. I've only been there 13 years. We didn't have honey mustard pretzels. I just made that up. I don't know if they, they had honey mustard pretzels or not. I think it was 14 years ago they had honey mustard. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, probably, that's probably the last time I got flown. So so I was I was thinking, okay, so we're, we're, we're jumping into the 20s. And you, you see all the memes. You see all the whatever. We're in the 20s now, guys. I mean. That's right. All right. Yeah. I mean, the roaring 20s. The roaring 20s. They're back. And I was like, well, I mean, the 20s was a depressing time because of the great depression and all that stuff like that well that happened like the end of after, the 20s right yeah, the 20s, yeah. Right? and, and I, I googled it and i was like well let me just see when that happens i think that was like the 19 what 29 or something yeah, like that yeah. it was bad in like 1931 and then they went into yeah, 35, the 35 into the 30s 36 37 38 how long are we gonna do this <laughs> i think it was probably about four or five year span yeah so and then i was like okay so the twenties, uh, you had the prohibition. Is that when that started? The the twenties ish, you had the pro- prohibition, the alcohol, the speakeasies, the underground type stuff. So I mean, people were still getting together. They're still having fun. Yeah, uh, that was probably kind of a free and easy time time period or whatever. And and I was looking for how, what barbecue related story can I come up with to to share with you guys here. And I, and I found one article, and it, and it, it mentioned. Um, the emergence of pit side, no, rephrase that, roadside pit barbecue stands started popping up everywhere in the probably the beginning twenties, going on until probably the early thirties, maybe a little bit, a little bit further on. But I was like, oh, okay, well, I mean, that's that's pretty interesting, and a lot of that was, I guess, brought on about because of um, the automobile. People were, they were driving cross country. They're, they're driving. They're further, getting in their right? cars. They're yeah. driving, and some of these these uh, roadside pit barbecue stands were were popping up on the outskirts of town. Mm-hmm. Land was cheap. They could sit there and buy a little plot of land, pull up a little, either have a pit or uh, their homemade grilling, open pit contraption or whatever. And then these people would, uh, what they call pleasure drives, where they would sit there and drive to the end of town or the outskirts of town and then grab themselves a, a barbecue sandwich and then turn around and drive home. I mean, that was back then it was like entertainment for them. I mean, it was, I mean, you bought a car. I mean, you're you're getting on the road. You're like, I mean, and it's complete opposite of the twenties now that we experience. Right. Yeah. Bring my food to me. Yeah. I mean, grub home. I mean, you're right. I do not want it. I mean, I'm going to stay on my couch. Right. It's funny to say that I watched, listened to a comedian the other day and talking about how Americans and how we want it. We want it now. I can't remember his name, right? But he's like, I want it. I want it now. Right. And he went on this whole thing. He's like, I want Amazon to bring it to me. I want to press the button and I want it in my hands now. <laughs> I thought that was so funny because exactly. I was like, is that is that how we are? Are we do we? Oh, for sure. We we want it that fast, right? Yeah. It's like I want. I'm ordering food. 
Where is it? Why is it taking so long to right. get my food? Instant right? gratification. I'd rather yeah. wait for it than drive and get it. Yeah. You know, so yeah. which and is I, th- I think that's probably one of the things that I I do love about barbecuing is that it does take a little time to make it. It, it does allow yeah. for for time for you to spend with your friends and spend with your family uh, while yeah. you're cooking it. I mean, the process. You're not the, rushing the process. that yeah. process. Yeah. If you are, you're doing it. I mean, if you're, if you're, you want instant gratification barbecue. McRib? McRib? Mm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're rolling down to Arby's and getting that brisket sandwich from Arby's? I'm going to pass. Mm. Oh, I'm sure I get to play that au jus to dip it in, <laughs> right? A little French dip. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit here and tell you with a straight face. I'd never eaten at Arby's ever. Really? I've had their fries. I used to like them a lot. I think I lied. Lied. I lied to you guys. Yeah, it was straight bless. face. You just bald face wow. lied to us. You sat there I, and told us with a straight face. I lied to you guys. I apologize. Please forgive me. I just remember I had their curly fries before. Yeah, it's Arby's is a shaved whatever sandwich place yeah, or it's whatever. Right. It's not. It's fine. I've been I'm there not, once. What turned me off was the onion bread and... That was the last time I ate there, and that was a long time ago. I think the one and only time I ate there had that onion bread, and I just yeah. Mm. A lot of people like Arby's, you know. Like I, yeah, if you're right. up north or whatever, Arby's is a really big uh, place to eat at. I think. I think once you learn that you can, once you learn that you can sit and you know master a certain type of pit and make mm-hmm. your own barbecue, you kind of stop yeah, going it turns you to off those places. Yeah, I. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't go to barbecue restaurants anymore. I don't. Exactly. I'm, I'm not. If I and if I do, I order a baked potato. We usually with some meat inside of it, right? Right. Shot beef or something, and that's that's what I'm going for. I'm not going really to have a a, a brisket, a sort of a, yeah. yeah, brisket or a barbecue. Brisket. If, if I want that, I'll go home and make it. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, we're the same way. Like, if I'm going out to eat, it's probably something that I'm not making at my house. Yeah. It's funny. We were talking to uh, I was talking to Maddox. We went out to dinner tonight, and uh, I said we're going to go to a place that has chips and salsa, and he goes. Everywhere has chips and salsas because that's all we go to is Mexican food. Right. How was it? Good? Yeah, it was good. We went to Killens, TMX. It was I still good. haven't been nice. there. Yeah. I still have not been mm. there. It was good. Yeah. yeah. I, the last time I went, I think, was with you guys. wasn't me, but I, yeah, yeah, John you, I was working. Yeah, John's wife was there. Some of us have to work. Yeah. <laughs> me and John's wife. Went. <laughs> they had their soft uh, grand opening, so we, we went and checked it out. It was pretty good. I think I had the Wagyu skirt fajitas. It was, I mean, it was solid. I mean, it was pretty legit. Mm. All right, so to, to piggyback off, I mean, we're, we're talking about the 20s. We're talking about barbecue. We're rolling into the new year. And can I just say that I'm really looking forward to this new year. I mean, another 50-plus episodes of Grabbing the Brisket that we have planned for you guys. I mean, it, uh, I'm excited for what the new year is going to bring, dude. I, I really do. Uh, Yep, we've already got like forty of those episodes written out, exactly. Planned, go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, produced right now. Uh-huh. Trying to in the process of producing probably the thirty or four or thirty-five episode. Um, but no, I I'm piggyback on that and say I'm super excited. I think that I think we can get better. I think we get better when people start giving us more feedback, as well as keep writing in. Right. So that's that stuff. I love. I love that stuff. Uh, so yeah, I totally agree. Twenty twenty yeah. is our year. One one feedback that uh, that that we've received is um, bring back the Friday intro. Actually, bring back both intros. So the grabbing the brisket and the Friday intro or exit, as you would say. So probably have one at the beginning and one at the end. Okay. Hey, yeah, you guys out there listening, let us know. It. I mean, if there's any tweaks or changes or anything you hate, let us know. I mean, yeah. we're we're all here, uh, you know, willing and eager to learn and grow. Correct. All right, so I came across another article to kind of piggyback off this 20s barbecue type deal. And I'm going to ask you guys a question. Where and when do you think the first drive-in restaurant was at? That was McDonald's. Created. McDonald's in St. Louis. Drive-in restaurant. Drive-in. Drive-thru? You can have like a Sonics to drive-in. Right, we're we're talking 1921. Would that be a write up though at that point? Because it's like a horse. No, we're talking about like on the verge of the automobiles. Yeah, boom. I I'm gonna guess it was a barbecue 
It's got to be restaurant. in Detroit somewhere. Ding, 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 ding. Hey. hey. Was it in Detroit? Not? It was not in Detroit. Oh. It was in the great state of Texas. Of oh, course nice. it was. Yep. You're welcome. More specifically, we're talking about the Dallas-Fort Worth area. 1921. First drive-in restaurant. First drive-in restaurant. And it was called The Pig Sandwich. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Me too. Huh. And just kind of an excerpt from this article. And I got this from the amazingribs.com. Uh, and I think probably one of our first um, episodes ever that we d- we did uh, a write-up on with the sauces, the history of sauces, mm-hmm. probably yep. what it was. Yep. Um, great information on this this, uh, w- this website. So y'all guys go check it out, amazingribs.com. So it goes on to say the world's first drive-in restaurant was the pig stand in Dallas-Fort Worth area. And we're looking at like 1921. Uh, so the famous pig sandwich was a uh, sliced roast pork loin, pickle relish, and a barbecue sauce. And it was served with a frosty bottle of Dr. Pepper, which also was invented in Texas, and that was Waco. So uh, it was also served by car hops. I guess they kind of invented the whole car hop type deal. Yeah, they would have had to, right? They could yeah. take your order, go in, come out. Yeah, and this article, uh, I guess, amazing ribs got it from Daniel Vaughn of Texas Monthly. And he has a little quote in here, and it says there are plenty of other first attributes uh, to them as well. The first onion ring, the first chicken fried steak sandwich. This is all at the pig sandwich. Correct. Place? Correct. Wow. Texas toast, neon lights. And it also goes into some of those claims might be hard to prove, but they all serve as anecdotal evidence of the the founders, uh, Kirby and Jackson, uh, of their innovativeness at the pig stand. So, but I mean, that's, it says the pig stand may have been the first restaurant chain preceded by Howard Johnson's by a decade. Wow. That's kind of weird because, I mean, I associate... Howard Johnson's with, hotel, right? with hotels, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I would say. And I guess apparently that was a uh, a chain, a, a restaurant right? chain. Yeah, you haven't had their burgers, clearly. <laughs> amazing, right? Those are amazing Howard Johnson burgers. <laughs> Last ho- night I pulled up not- to a Howard Johnson. I said, "Bring me a burger," and they're like, "Can we check your bags?" <laughs> yeah. or- you're not, if you're not eating a Big Johnson, there's yeah. something wrong with you. <laughs> I, 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 where the Hojo burgers at? I, mean, yeah. I hear they're delicious. I, you know what? I want to go back to this. I, I really find it. You know, and here's the deal: we don't go out looking for. It's in Texas. It's whatever. We, we, we do look at other states, and, and really, we just look at articles. And it just, just so happens that it references something that was invented in Texas. And once again, I'm going to say, you're welcome. You're welcome, America. <laughs> right. We don't, uh, we don't go out looking for Texas's uh, awesome achievements. They're just everywhere. They're just everywhere. And, and if we could just go ahead and just say <laughs> drive-ins, check. Brisket, check. Car hop, man, it can be a car hop. Car hop, drive through. I mean, yeah, check. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, check. Baseball. Baseball, no. check. Cowboys. <laughs> no, we're, baseball. we're sorry we're about the Cowboys. Thing. We're kidding about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, we, we can say that, not to get off on the, the, the Texas Tucher Horn type deal, but NASA's in Texas as well. I mean, that's where it started and originated from, correct? Am I, am I wrong in that assumption? No, I think you're right. And most people, when they think Texas, they think scientists. Yeah. And, <laughs> and a-holes. <laughs> scientists in giant hats. Yeah. Uh, Florida, Texas. right? NASA. Yep. Yeah. You're welcome. Right. <laughs> they just take off from Florida. They just I know, blow uh, shit up over there. Well, three of us were invented. Out of the four of us, three of us were invented in Texas. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. The three good ones. That's debatable. <laughs> Let's get into our least favorite section, the barbecue fails. And it's going to be a quick little story, and then we're going to cut it off and end the show really quickly. So I like to say that, that and I don't want to interrupt or whatever, but barbecue fails is great. Barbecue wins. So if we want to talk about barbecue fails and wins, 
If you want to write in, hey, I had a barbecue win. Absolutely. We please write that in too, right? I want to hear your wins. The fails, I feel like people learn off of fails, right? Like trial and error, you're learning something. Right. And, Don't set the yard on fire. It'll make the fence be on right, fire in the right. house. And right. You learn from it. You learn from this. But yeah, go ahead, James. So I think we personally here, we want to share about our barbecue fails, right? Yeah, right. And I actually love this this portion of our is there, show. Is this is one of my favorites. Share with us, James? I mean, that, I mean, I mean, maybe just a little bit. I mean, I, it, I don't necessarily want to share it, but just for scientific reasons. No. More no. for, uh, no, for <laughs> just um, so you folks out there can learn from my horrible decision making. <laughs> um, I'll go ahead and tell you the story of my recent epic barbecue fail really drop the ball i really dropped the ball on this guys and i'm really disappointed in myself but this is what the barbecue fails is about so i'll go ahead and elaborate and this day started off in no particular um different than any other day i mean i'm gonna cook a couple of briskets for the family and everything's great so i got up and got the pit lit and everything was rocking smoothly um trimmed i had jan over jan was over trimming up briskets and we got everything seasoned up everything was smoothly everything was going i think went over there and checked the fire the fire was sitting there probably like about 275 250 just rocking and rolling We're like okay hey, i mean great we're sitting there hitting our timetables everything's great i mean i don't know what possibly could go wrong jan's like all right I'm gonna go get the door to the lid because our our our, our pit, Jan's pit, it, it has a pretty solid door. And so it, it takes a little bit to to muster that thing open. So Jan's like right ahead of me. I grab one brisket, I'm holding it in my hand, and you know, kinda it, what it did was I, I kinda like palmed it like on the point. It had just kind of a nice cutout type deal on the point side of it. Um and I, I picked it up and I'm like holding it okay, so and then I I go get the other one, and right off the bat, I knew as soon as I grabbed it, there's a little fat there. There's a little, like, maybe just not as firm as as the other um, brisket. So I, I was like, I'm only going a short, like, 30 feet or 40 feet. I, I yeah, know. like 20, 28 feet, 30 27 feet. and a half. So. Yeah. so I picked the other one up. So you could just imagine me just... Sitting there walking, arms spread out, one brisket on one hand, one other brisket on the other hand, and I'm holding the point. Okay, so pause right there. Okay. So you you take three steps, and I, I have the lid open, and I look over at you, and I could tell by the way you had them, I was like, I don't think he's got these. So I, I have stuff in my hands. I think I had gloves or whatever in my hands. I pull the gloves off. I'm I'm headed towards you, but I I stopped and put something down. I don't know what I had in my hand. Maybe I had a beer or something, right? He put, sees probably probably put the beer down. He sees it, a fail coming. Right. I put the beer down, Pulls and as out I his look camera. up, oh. <laughs> as I look up, go ahead, James. I, I'm walking, and I probably get maybe about twelve feet, and the the one brisket in my left hand, I feel it slipping, and I'm like, yeah. no. Please don't. Please don't go. I got another like 20 feet to go. I'm like, and then it just really starts to go. I'm like, crap, I got to get this. I got to save this. I get Somehow I got to. And so we all three kind of go to the ground in one single motion as I bring both briskets together. As I try to maybe scoop and kind of football, <laughs> bear, hug. <laughs> bear hug these briskets to keep them from hitting the ground. Because let me paint you a little picture of my driveway. I have a big, huge oak tree in the front yard, and it's been dropping acorns for the last, like, month. And the car's been backed up, pulled forward, backed up, just constantly run over, smushed acorns everywhere. Quite honestly, I mean, this whole ordeal, it went in slow-mo for me. I mean, I, I, if you can picture that, that movie <laughs> that, that you know that goes into slow-mo, I was like, no. And, you know, I could have just saved one brisket and just let the other one go. But no, I had to save them both. <laughs> How'd that go? And they both died. They both died. They both died. It took, how long did it take cleaning briskets? I had to scrub those briskets for probably an hour. Not Clean. an hour. Probably maybe 30 minutes. What kind of soap did you use? 
No soap. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, sorry. No soap. Just water. But just, just trying water. to clean and making sure. Think about that because these things are fully seasoned, ready to go. I've already set for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? They sweat it out already. Sweat it, yeah. Yeah. We, we, we used. Uh, I've never we used, had this happen before. Um, um, <laughs> we had pepper all over this brisket. We couldn't tell what was pepper and what was acorn bits. Right. It's a coarse, a nutty this, flavor, doesn't it? A coarse granulated pepper. Yeah. It's very coarse. It's very. Right. So that. In itself, and there's little bits out there that look so similar. So it's, you were scrubbing briskets, basically. I scrubbed Washing them. Briskets. We scrubbed them, we cleaned them, reseasoned them, put them back on. Um, they, they turned out fantastic. It turned out great. But you always had that like that picture in the back of your mind, like uh, the Clark Griswold uh, uh, family uh, dinner at uh, Christmas time, <laughs> where they cut it at the turkey, and the turkey just goes. <laughs> and they're sitting there just chewing on, just like mm, pulling stuff bristling. out of their teeth, and right, just like right. oh. save me some of the neck. Yeah, <laughs> but everything turned out great. Yeah, I le- right. I learned a lesson. Hey, quit trying to do too much. Right. Just take the one brisket, put it on. Take the other brisket, put it on. It would have saved me an hour of of headache if I would have just yeah. waited. Probably one minute. One minute. <laughs> I feel like I'm always telling my kids that uh, t- just make two trips. Right. You're going to drop something. Just make two but trips. But it's that whole mentality. It's like you go to the grocery store and you load up your car and you get to <laughs> your, your house. You're not going to just grab like three or four bags and just roll it inside. You're literally trying to grab as much as you can because yeah, so you only want to make one trip. Right. 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 Yeah. But lesson learned. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. This is a valuable piece of meat. Yes. So... Correct. I mean, that's a cow's only got two briskets. It's only got two briskets. It's true. And James put them both on the ground, mm-hmm. acorn heaven. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I, you know what? I, so I want to share a barbecue win. Uh, and it's for you, James. Your barbecue win were those freaking pork steaks that you made the other day. Okay. Uh, yeah. Dude, they they were so good. Neighbor Matt gorged himself on pork steaks to where he could eat anything else. Like mm-hmm. it came time to eat something. He's like, I can't eat it. I can't, I can't do it. So if you want to go into that, like what's, what's your, yeah. Okay. Of madness I, mean, it, for- it, I mean, okay. So for, for you guys out there, pork steaks, I mean, it's really nothing but a pork butt that's just cut down to really thin where you get the pork country style ribs or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But the pork steaks are just a more kind of like a, a wider version of that. So you can get it cut down to probably maybe a three-quarter inch thick. and Or one inch thick. Or one steak, inch thick, yeah. yeah. And so what it did was just slather it in mustard. And then I used the, the Pitmaker rib rub okay. mm-hmm. and the Pitmaker white spice. And just basically used the equal amount of both of those and just I cooked them on the Weber. I think we used the, the Jealous Devil charcoal and just kind of... Let those sear up a bit and then let them pull them off to the side and just let those go for like maybe, I think we maybe an hour, hour and a half maybe or so. Depends on how thick they are. Yeah. So, and I, I went for like internal temperature of uh, probably like close to 200 to where it's like really kind of probes really easy. And that was it. Just pull them off and slice them up like steak. They were good. It was good. Yeah. So hey, think about that. How much are you paying for a pork butt? You know, I mean, they're not super expensive. Mm-mm. And like, if you're gonna go up buy a pack of pork chops, you can probably get a pork butt. Uh, yeah, you can usually get a pork butt for ten or fifteen bucks. Right. Yeah. So those steaks, you're feeding probably, I'd say, ten people. Yeah. With with with, the, with taking a pork butt and just cutting those into steaks, and then cooking probably, those. Probably more than that because those yeah. steaks are usually about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, maybe you can probably maybe. cut those in half, and you can probably do twenty people out of it. We're probably right. Plus, like, they're super fun. Just something different. To they do. are. That's a butcher to slice it up for you. It is because yeah, on the is. pork butt, yeah, you wanted you want to cook those things low and slow, not low and slow necessarily, but you want to cook those for, you know, eight hours or whatever to have all that meat break down. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're cutting it in like little one inch or three quarter inch steaks, you, you sear it up. And then let it let it cook on the side, and I mean, you necessarily don't have to wait until you get to that two hundred degree temperature because you're not shredding this. I mean, you're basically right. just cutting it like a pork chop. So if you go to about one eighty, I mean, you cut into that. I mean, it's going to be the most juiciest, mm. flavorful pork chop you ever yep. had, without a doubt. I agree one hundred percent, guys. 
Okay. With everything y'all hey, just said. <laughs> uh, I think we have a review that we did. Uh, we had <clears throat> Nil Surat Barbecue Tasty Bark Brisket Seasoning was sent to us. And then also the Nil Surat Dam. 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 Nil Surat Dam. Pork and Poultry Rub, which we looks like we've reviewed this pork and poultry rub quite a bit already. Yeah, quite, yeah, we've been, quite we've been, a bit been using that. Actually, actually he sent us two other ones too: a beef rub and a mm, all-purpose rub, or is that with the, the, the uh, Southwest Southwest uh, Southwest AB rub? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I think we we tried this on the tri-tip. Yeah, we used the dam and the brisket rub on that tri-tip. Nice. Yeah. It. it, it I really thought it was a really good combination. The flavor was phenomenal. Right. Like right off the bat, uh, we had a couple of people here from. Like my street, he walked over, had some of the tri-tip once it came off, we let it rest, which by the way, it was cooked beautifully. John did the cooking mm-hmm. and it was just knocked out of the park. But I will say the the seasoning, even, it looked like it had a good little bark on it. I mean, mm-hmm. it created a good little look for the tri-tip itself. I, I think the only thing that we just didn't really, it goes back to saying you really want to work with your seasonings before you go put a cook on right what's what, what we did yes or right whatever we did it here uh but so one thing we found is that by not really working with the season before really didn't know how much of one you could put on how how was it going to translate an hour later you know after grilling uh but i really think these two things married up really well for us and we did have to go back add a little salt uh but i think that could have been adjusted by just adding a little more of the brisket seasoning on there uh but to me i think these are winners. Like I want to, I want to do more with this one right here. This little brisket rub right here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and like you said, we played with the damn one quite a bit. We did, we did it on some jalapeno poppers with the uh, the Southwest. The AP Southwest or- rub, and I mean, I mean, I me personally, I like the Southwest rub a little bit better uh, when we did the jalapeno poppers. Maybe it's because we were doing jalapeno uh, jalapeno poppers. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. That that it had a great flavor. What is it? The uh, the cilantro you the picked cilantro. out. The cilantro. Yeah, that stuff was. Yeah, I'll put it on some poppers again. But yeah, everything I've had from him so far has been solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Neil's a good guy. He's on. He's all over social media. He's constantly posting stuff. So I would say check him out and try his stuff. So this this uh, this this damn uh, rub. Damn. It's got um, on the back of the bottle. It says says syrup is a Filipino. Sarap is Filipino for delicious. Alden, did I you knew, know that? I knew that. You knew that. Knew Alden's that. part Filipino, I think. Why, why didn't you translate that for us, Alden? Yeah, what the hell? Did you give me no thing? It says uh, it says this unique and delicious rub I developed to prove, or I'm sorry, to provide a complete and well balanced blend of sweet, savory, salty, and sour. Excellent for pork ribs, chicken, and turkey. That's the damn. And then uh, the other one is uh, Taker Beef Brisket, uh, which again is the Neil Sarap Tasty Bark Brisket. And it's, it's again, he says Sarap is Filipino for delicious. Uh, it says Taker Beef Brisket Roast and Ribs to the next level. Tasty Bark Beef Brisket Rub is Texas inspired with a gourmet twist. Developed to deliver a rich and delicious mouthwatering bark. Excellent on beef brisket roast and ribs. So yeah. and it did give it a little bit of a bark on that tri tip. It, it did. It really did. So uh, look for these, man. I don't know if you can order online or how, yeah. how, how, how yeah, you like see I said, those. He's all over the place. I'm pretty okay. sure he might even be on Amazon. I don't know, but yeah, check him out. Neil Sarab. He's on Facebook, Instagram. Pretty sure he's on Twitter, and he probably has a website. Boom. Neil Sarab. Yeah. Two, Two jobs up. Two thumbs thumbs up for the uh, grabbing the brisket crew. Absolutely. We love that stuff. Two thumbs up. I like it. Well, guys, I think this concludes our our episode. Uh, I mean, anybody have any last final thoughts, words, anything they want to say? Get off the chest. You know, we did record a point five episode without James, and I do think that yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Guys. That was very freeing, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> I felt we got a lot off our chest, and. Yeah, I look forward to maybe doing another point five hmm, without okay. he talks yeah. way too much. Yeah. Right? Is it weird that he's here when I say all this? <laughs> I did I did hear back from uh one of our fans. He's like, it does seem weird when one of us is out. Really? Yeah. He's like they they don't they don't like when one of us is out. Yeah. 
I would agree. Are you just no, saying that so we won't record without you again? No, no, no. Okay. no I, I just know in particular, whatever. It's like uh, John be gone, Alden gone, Jam. It, when one of us is out, the episode it makes a difference. Throws it off, suffers. It does make a difference. It does. Yeah. And I, you know, it's funny about that. Uh, my buddy Ross, uh, he's actually been here before, and he's been listening or whatever. And he's like, man, it, it feels like I know you guys. And I'm like, that's that's the kind of shit we want. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've heard that shit too. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm hanging out in the garage with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's cool. We need to have like a contest where somebody, like locally, of course, or whoever, gets to come hang out in the garage, do a podcast. Maybe we'll cook something or whatever. I don't know. Just, I'm pretty sure our friend in Oklahoma wants to do that. He, he wants does. to come down. And hang he out does. With us. Hey, I'm down for that. Reach out to him. Let him know. See what his schedule is. We'll just have a listener a listener party, right? Yeah, we're not that big. Like two people show up. Hey, <laughs> hey I'm one of them. Two, so. two better than none. Do the math. Let me go get my kids. Uh, <laughs> double the viewers. Well, we, we love the the, the people. Um, go ahead and continue hitting us up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Gmail. Uh, moving forward, I mean, we'd love to hear from you guys, and we'd love to hear what you guys want to hear. Any topics out there that may uh, strike your fancy a little bit, hey, let us know, and we'll, we'll definitely do some research no i'm just kidding we will research it and we'll, we'll we'll try to come up with our own little spin and we'll we'll talk about it and i think it'll be fun absolutely we're hey happy new year guys happy new year's see y'all later alligator just grab them in the brisket